Hi, and welcome to the POW podcast. I am your host, Hannah Bowers, and this is the first real episode of the podcast. These next three episodes are very important to establish a foundation of what POW is and why I'm doing it and to have a common understanding of the language that I so often use. As I mentioned in the intro episode, POW stands for positivity, authenticity, and love, which are my three greatest values, along with the fourth salient value of friendship or collaboration or POW-ship. POW is important to me because I believe when we live and act in line with our values or in integrity, we are our happiest, fullest selves. So to have a good understanding of what PAL is, I think we need to have a common understanding of what I mean when I say positivity, authenticity, and love. So today I'm going to talk about that first value, positivity, what it means to me and why I believe it's so important. The word positivity gets thrown around a lot And I want to address the biggest misconception that I think there is around positivity, that it avoids or neglects pain, which I don't believe is true. That's not my definition of what positivity is at all. I would argue that we are socialized to think of certain emotions as negative which I completely disagree with because I believe emotions, all of them are natural and value and need to be validated and not labeled positive or negative. You know, on a scientific level, they are occurrences in our brain that are alerting us of something that's important to us. So when we label our emotions as negative, it conditions us to think that positivity is just the quote unquote good feelings, right? Like joy, love, excitement, or whatever you want to throw under that category. So that's my first rule of positivity is that it recognizes pain. It recognizes whatever is true and happening in that moment. And if it's not based in truth, it cannot be positive. It is a lie. So what does positivity look like in the face of pain? I would say that it looks like compassion and acceptance. So if we're feeling overwhelmingly sad about something, practicing positivity is not pretending like we're not sad about it or telling ourselves that we shouldn't be sad about it, which, by the way, is one of my least favorite things that people tell themselves um, that they shouldn't feel this way. Um, The second that you do that, you're invalidating yourself and you cannot transform your emotional state when you invalidate it. Um, So step one, you are sad. Maybe you don't want to be sad, but we can't say that we shouldn't be sad. So it's not those things. What positivity does look like is accepting that sadness and treating ourselves with self-compassion. So giving ourselves the space to feel whatever emotion we're feeling, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it is an emotion that we label as negative, we have to feel it. We have to feel it to get through it. 
Uh, It's not going to go away if we don't feel it. So we have to listen to our whole mind, our whole heart, body, and soul, and give ourselves what we need. And to me, that's, that's positivity. That's recognizing the pain and taking care of ourselves. But we are not always in a state of pain. Some of us may have that experience. Uh, and if that is you and you're listening to this, I want you to know that I love you and I'm sorry. And I truly hope that things change for you. But let's look at our emotional and mental experience in an everyday sense. I have been practicing positivity for years and through therapy and my own reading and research and podcast listening. I love podcasts very much. I've designed my own little practice of positivity that works for me. And I'm going to share it with you now, but I want you to know that I am not teaching you positivity. I am not an expert or professional. I am just another human being like you, and I just want to share my experience with you. And that being said, take anything that I ever say on this podcast with a grain of salt and just take what works for you and leave what doesn't. So if the first step of my positivity practice is recognizing pain, the second component is about finding the good in everyone and everything and celebrating that. And as we established earlier, that doesn't mean that pretending the bad, whatever that is, is not there, right? It's not a lie. Positivity is not about lies. It's about truth. But it's about always looking for joy in the small things, experiences, and interactions that we have throughout our day. And I've practiced this joy-seeking behavior so much that it has literally become baked into how I perceive life. And when you practice looking for the good in things long enough, it's actually hard not to find them. That's not to say that I don't have bad days and I don't feel awful sometimes and I don't, you know, go through really intense, uncomfortable feelings, but it becomes easier to find good things in those small moments. So just like if you practice consciously or not looking for bad things, you tend to find those things. And I know generalizing things as good and bad is is hard um, and kind of up to interpretation for everybody. But like I said, take it with a grain of salt. Bear with me. For most people, like most people, including myself, it's really, really hard to make that switch to start consciously looking for good things. I was very used to seeing bad things. I thought everything was bad. You know, I thought life was bad. I thought I was bad. I thought everything I looked at, this lens that I had on life was bad. So I completely understand how hard it is when I say positivity is looking for good and joy, that that's not easy, that that's not just a switch that you flip in your mind and, oh, I'm just going to start doing that. Yes, it is something that you can start doing and there are easy things that you can do to get started, but it takes so much energy and intention and commitment and focus. And it literally took me years to get it, as I said, baked into my perspective of life. So I just want you to know that. I started this practice as a teenager for a remedy of the depression that I was experiencing. 
And at that time, that little practice just looked like a note that I had on my phone called my happy list. And I created it because someone pointed out to me that all that I ever paid attention to and hung on to at the end of the day were the things that made me sad or angry or lonely. And they asked me a very simple question. They said, what little things make you happy? And so I started a list of those little things. I didn't know what was going to happen when I did, but I did agree that, yeah, all these things that I'm paying attention to are probably not good for my mental health. The first thing on my list was butterflies, which is why I have a little butterfly tattooed on my wrist if you've ever met me and seen it or seen a picture of it. And after that, I became sort of obsessed with this ritual of waking up every day with this mission to add things to my happy list. I had so much fun going through my day and saying, does that make me happy? Does that make me happy? How does that make me feel? How does that make me feel? I had never really been aware of my emotional response to things before. And that practice was so, so helpful at such an awful time in my life. So that is a nice, simple example of what a positivity practice can look like and how to start one. But of course, my practice evolved a lot as I grew and matured, which brings me to this third component of positivity. Another huge breakthrough that I had was a few years ago inspired by something that my therapist at the time said. In our sessions, we often came to this moment after dissecting an experience that I was complaining about or nervous about or sad about, where she would say, who's telling this story? And I never understood what the heck she was talking about. I was like, literally me. I'm telling you this story right now. What are you talking about? I, what are you getting at? I'm telling you this story. I didn't understand, <laughs> understand what she was saying. Um, but for whatever reason, a few months after I stopped seeing her, something clicked in me. And you know how sometimes you just have epiphanies that come to you out of nowhere and completely change the way that you think of things. That's what happened to me. I was sitting outside recalling a situation that was painful for me and I had that epiphany. I can't tell you where it came from or why or what triggered it, but it happened. And I realized that there was more than one perspective to that situation, that I could feel sad about this one part of the situation. I definitely was. But then there was this other part over here that made me feel completely differently. And there was more than one way of seeing it. So I was completely mind blown. I was, wow. <laughs> and I was like, I need to take a walk. I'm, life suddenly is completely different. And I feel like I have a superpower. And how, how can I use this? So I'm on this walk and I'm recognizing that everything that I looked at whether it was physically or in my head, 
became an opportunity to decide how I would perceive it rather than an initial reaction to or judgment of that thing. It's like my therapist was getting at, I could choose who told that story and the person telling that story then affected what that story was. So I'm on this walk and there's these gorgeous pink flowers. And I realize I don't have to just see a pink flower. I could see the petals and the lines on them and the way that it's connected to the stem, which goes down this vine and meets the ground. And I felt like I had been walking around my whole life just seeing the pink flower and saying, I've seen pink flowers before and I know how they make me feel. When that's not how it works. Every pink flower is different. And every day that you're walking around, you're going to feel different based off of all of these different factors going on. So you can't expect to walk past the same type of tree on a different day, on a different street, and expect to see the same pink flower. Every single day, you can see and feel something different. And when we open our perspective up to consider that, I think you might find that same power, that superpower in you to explore your perspectives and choose the one that feels best for you in that moment. And you might discover that feels better than what you thought you had to feel. So that's what positivity means to me in a nutshell. Those three components, recognizing pain and treating it with compassion and acceptance finding, recognizing, and celebrating the good in the world, and opening your mind to other perspectives and stories that feel good for you. There's so much more that I could get into with this. And like I said earlier, I don't want you to think that I'm oversimplifying something that is very complicated. We're scratching the surface. Okay, so I'm in it with you. Um, But I'm going to leave this positivity portion here for now. And if I were you, I would have so many questions and comments and probably be really curious and confused. So you can always send me a message on social media at the Hannah Bowers, T-H-E, Hannah Bowers, to ask me your questions and let me know what you'd like to hear more about. And I can answer that on the next episode, which will be value number two, authenticity. I'm super excited to talk about that one. I'm excited to talk about all of them. I'm excited in general. I hope you are too. Thank you for starting this journey into PAL with me. And if you want to know a little bit more about what PAL and this podcast is and who I am, you can listen to the first episode. It's very short. It's like 10 minutes long and it gives a good background into all of that. So thank you so, 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 so much for listening. And I hope you have a beautiful day. Every day, every day.